Can't you just say, hey, Alexa, watch my kid? I've tried that, actually. Oh, it, it, work? it works for <laughs> by 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she gets into the garbage can or something. You know, she's got she she's a real rascal, my daughter. Uh, <laughs> Gary forgot to mention that he's, he's raising a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite part of a movie or show Are the credits at the start and the end The songs are like a long-lost friend Credits score Where credits get the credit they're due And away we go Is that the, what's the Joker say? Uh, that sounds about hey, right. Here we go, or is it away we go? I, th- I think it is here we go. Away we go sounds more like a I don't Disney know. movie. Yeah, like yeah. Frozen. Away we go. Frozen two. It could be like, could be like Santa Claus actually, which is which is very fitting for today. Away we go, reindeer. But I think here we go. That sounded more like Jack Skellington from uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> trying to be Santa Claus. Either way, either way. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Tis the season. We made it. We made we are, it. We are here. We made it. We are surviving the holidays so far. My name is Mary Dairy Dudak. Oh, check that. Mary Dairy Yuldak for this episode. Okay. I work? don't have a name. Do you have one for me? Uh, you can be... Um, Ma- no, you can't be Mary. Max Miller <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> like our, we are, We're calling our podcaster in the holiday season a very credit score Christmas. Very clever. Because the, <laughs> there was no possible pun we could come up with. <laughs> we, I, we tried some and nothing really works. Like jingle bells, sleigh bells, I tried. La la. There were some stretches I thought about credit Scrooge. It did not nope, work. Nope, nope, doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. A, a very credit store Christmas is pretty good. Yeah. But, but Mary, Mary Dairy Yuldak works. You got to work on yours. I think Mary Dudak is great. You, no. Yule's no. a bit of a stretch. No, Ma- Mary Dudak doesn't work. Then I sound like a woman, which I'm not because I'm a man. But it's not spelled like that. Nobody knows that if they hear it. Unless they're they do if they know it. it's a Christmas episode. They uh, immediately know that it's true. Oh, but by the way, this is not just. Chris- I'm Jewish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. We're not. We're not just a Christmas. Yes, we have. Clan a, here. We have a Jewish person <laughs> and a, uh, a traditional Christian person here on the on the podcast. So we have all of our bases covered for the holidays. Everyone, we've got yeah. every, everyone's represented. And, and Don't I, you worry. I also celebrate Kwanzaa. And uh, what else is there? There's other stuff too, right? Around the holidays. There's plenty. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. of them. I celebrate all of them. To you be do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we don't have a name for me. No, not yet. You could be Jewish Max Miller. How about that? That is the worst <laughs> holiday name of is, all time. Is, is there a Hanukkah thing we can throw in there? <laughs> I don't uh, even want to try. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at a Christmas tree in your apartment. Yes. So you're, you're, uh, do Jewish people put up Christmas trees? Here's the thing. Or is it because I, you live I, with your do girlfriend? Do you remember the, the South Park where Kyle sings that he's just a lonely Jew on Christmas? Yes, yes. That was my childhood. Okay. Like, as, as a Jewish kid growing up, you always saw everyone celebrating Christmas and yeah. you longed for it. Oh, really? You got the shitty holiday, yeah. But then you got Christmas that, was so much more magical. But then you got that Adam Sandler movie, Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, so that really then, saved so, us all. <laughs> yeah. And I was always jealous of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was uh, worth it. It was worth it for my eight shitty gifts. Yeah. Well, anyways, instead of a happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everyone. I just want to say that. Speaking of that, um, my my condo complex just put up signs all over, like in the elevators and stuff, and they they're they're touting it as a Merry Christmonica or no, a Happy Merry Christmonica or something like that. Oh, they're trying to represent. They're trying to re- exactly failing. And they have like you know logo or like symbols of Christmas christmas and symbols of of uh hanukkah all over it <laughs> and then so it's like join us on you know the whatever day it is in the in the vault in the um rec room for a christmas party or holiday gathering and 
I, I don't know who these people are, but there's a band. Shout out to the band No Fools Allowed because we have a cover band or some sort of band playing at this party. I don't know if my HOA dollars are going to pay for this band, but as a uh, you know that I'm in a cover band, obviously. Uh, uh, I, I, did, I was not aware of that. I don't know why, don't we, didn't, why well, we didn't get asked to play, but this band is is apparently playing this uh, Chris Monica party. Are you going to go to this little party? No, probably not. I think I actually have plans on that day, I remember. so. Uh, but I, I kind of do want to go by if I have a chance just to see what this band's all about. I think you need to try to yeah. maybe get us a little recording yeah. of, of some of it, if possible, <laughs> I so we try. can play it. For, I would uh, try. I hope somebody from No Fools Allowed is listening. And I just want to let you know that I am not making fun of you. I actually respect it. And I'm in a cover band, too. So it's it's cool. Oh, you are? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's cool. It's okay. Cool. Yeah. Did I not say that already? No, I've, I've yeah. never heard that before. We're called the Delrays. We play, we're playing on New Year's you Eve. You haven't so. heard that before yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, how you doing, man? How are your holidays so far? Good. As you said, we've got a tree. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have one, too. That's my about home. it. Biscuit, my dog, is uh, feeling very festive lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's running around uh, jingling and jangling. You think he knows that it's the holiday season? Uh, I think he knows. Something's up? Yeah, we got him around Christmas time two years ago. Got it. He doesn't know his father's Jewish. Oh, so oh, don't tell him. Okay, okay. I'll, yeah. keep that, I'll keep that between us. See, it's kind of funny. I have uh, My daughter just turned one a uh, month and a half ago. And obviously her first Christmas was last year, but she was like two months old, so it didn't really matter. But so we thought this year, oh, she'd be totally into it. She could not care less. No. We put the tree up, we put all the decorations. She just wants to play with her light toys. She does kind of like try to grab for some of the low hanging instruments, you know, or instruments, ornaments. But uh once we were like, No, 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 she's back to playing with her toys. Doesn't what about the music? She does like the music. We yeah. turn on um especially what's the one by Burl Ives? Holly Jolly Christmas. Yeah. She likes that one. What about uh Mariah Carey. We haven't played that one yet, actually. Oh, I bet, uh, I bet good, you that'll she, get her going. The funny thing is she actually gets more excited just when we say, hey, Alexa, or like Alexa play, like the anticipation like for whatever song it is, she's like, it's going. Oh, you, wait, you've, you've Pavlov's dog, yes, your daughter yes, with totally. Alexa? <laughs> she like starts smiling when we say Alexa, and then it's like, ah, and then the song starts. She'll dance for a few seconds, but then usually she gets bored <laughs> after that. But uh, especially Holly Joy at Christmas, she likes that one. There was another one, too, but I can't remember what it was now. Um, but she's mostly still into like... What? Bubble Guppies and Mickey Mouse Club and stuff like that. That's not Christmas related. Bubble Guppies. Dude, Bubble Guppies is the shit. Okay. She I have a lot to loves learn. that show. When you, Yeah. Maybe Biscuit will actually like it. I don't know. It's these kids that are underwater. They're little like mermaid kids, but they're called Bubble Guppies. Snorks? Uh, I don't know what that is. You know what the Snorks are? No, I don't. What? what I thought we grew up around the same era. <laughs> I didn't have cable though. So okay. was it on Nickelodeon or something? No. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think are. so. I think it was Biscuit squeaking his football toy. I forgot to Good. take his squeaky toys Good. away, so this is going to be a disaster today. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the snorks are. Maybe the squeaky toys can magically be taken away by some uh, <laughs> holiday spirit in the house. Uh, wink, wink. Uh, I'm trying to wink at Max's girlfriend, but I think it's just coming off <laughs> odd because she can't. Uh, she's not paying any attention. Maybe Santa Claus. <laughs> We'll take away all of Biscuit's squeaky toys so they won't squeak while we're recording. That's all right. He's, he's Dad dead. forgot to take them away. He's, he's playing with my shoe now. We're cool. <laughs> but anyway, no, I don't know what the snorts are. I don't believe it, but we should do those opening credits because they're amazing. And okay, I'm they were like these little underwater creatures with like they they breathe through the top of their heads, Whoa, kind of. Okay, yeah. Do they look great. like little kids or creatures? Because like little creatures. Okay, the bubble gummies look like little Come kids. Come along with the snorks. Nope, no, no? idea. No. Oh, have it's, some fun with the snorks. Nope. Anyway. I, I was get, actually thinking that we should do bubble guppies because it's really good. We and should. Hey, look. We should I, do some kids' cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should do some modern. Stuff My daughter too, Parker actually calls all cartoons bubble because, like, we should just be like bubble. And we're like, okay, we have to turn it on cartoons. So 
It's kind of like that's her that's her signal now. So what a little cool. idiot! They're not <laughs> they're not all the How same thing. How dare you? How dare you? She's gonna listen to this in ten to fifteen years, and she's gonna come and fucking punch you in your stomach. I'm gonna I, tell her if, too. If poor Parker is listening to your <laughs> podcast from 2019 <laughs> when she's a teenager, when her friends are over, God all right, help, guys, God having a her. sleepover. This is the episode where we talked about bad Santa, huh? That's what we're talking about today, everybody. Bad Santa. Yeah, let's get let's get into it. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. Um, real quick, did you did you like this movie? Are you a Bad Santa fan? I loved Bad Santa really? when I first saw it. Let me let me tell you about my first my very first experience with it was I was at Berkeley and I was taking a, a sound and film class. Okay, yeah, because this came out in two thousand three, so you were in right. college. Yeah, and so my professor there was his name is Mark Berger. And he's a big, he's a, well, he's a big like sound editor. He's a four time Oscar winner. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was like a big guy. Um, like yeah. he loves burgers. <laughs> well, he might. He might. Uh, he had a nice big beard. Oh, okay. Kind of like Santa. Hit some burgers in there. Kind of like Santa. Not as jolly. Okay. But he, he like, he, he won Oscars for Apocalypse Now, The Right Stuff, uh, The English Patient. Damn, this is your teacher? This is my teacher. Oh, wow. That's was, cool. You know, it was Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he took us, we went on a field trip to this studio where they were doing the sound for a movie. And he said, this is an upcoming movie called Bad Santa starring Billy Bob Thornton. And it was before we knew what that was. Yeah. And we got to see a little clip without like music. And then they, he added the music and he just like was describing, like showing us how like That's super music cool. So you got like a little, a little sneak peek basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is this movie? It looks ridiculous. It was it was with the little kid. Yeah. And he was getting off the bus and he, <laughs> I think it's where he like gets bullied. Yeah. And I was like, what is this movie? Yeah. And then it came out. And I was so excited to see it because I'd seen this little teaser and I, I thought it was hilarious. It tickled your it fancy? Just, yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies that I didn't see at all for years. And I'd always heard about it. And it's you know I was never a big Billy Bob Thornton fan, so I didn't, wasn't in no rush to see it or anything. Don't get me wrong. I liked Sling Blade. I doing, love doing the voice. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping we'd get to do some uh, <laughs> Carl from Sling Blade impressions mm-hmm. on this. Do you have any french fried potatoes? Maybe we should do just the rest of this podcast like it. Mm-hmm. I like the way you talk. I like uh, the way you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so my um, I'd heard about it for years, and then about maybe I guess it was probably 2012, so almost 10 years after it came out, I was sick during the holidays, like had a sick day, and I was like, I got Netflix, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll check this movie out. Fucking loved it. I I think it cured my my sickness that day because I was just so I was just blown away by how much I liked it. So, anyways, big fan over here. If that if that is any indication, I just remember. I, I remember the scene where they're teaching the kid to box mm-hmm. and they all just kick each other in the yeah. nuts. And it so much joy from that yeah. scene for yeah. some reason. And I was rolling. Like I was like this. And I was I remember thinking like this shouldn't be as funny yeah. as it is. But I was dying. I think you would have loved the movie in the uh, in the Simpsons football to the drawing that won the all the awards. And one of the oh, yes. Yes. Is that the Hans? Football Molman? in the drawing. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Hans Molman gets. Yeah. I think you have a Homer mentality there. But uh, so do I. So do I. Um, anyways, uh, these credits. Uh, this is a this is a me pick. I think. Did I think this was kind of, kind of a combo. We, we, actually, we were because ta- because we're gonna do a, a few um, holiday movies. Yeah, two or, uh, to get two us, or three. Yeah, two or three, yeah, yeah, to get us through these holidays. And yeah, these are just we're kind of limited because yeah. some credits aren't great. And there's there's movies that like. Uh, you think would have great credits, and right. then you go look, and like Home Alone doesn't have good credits. Right, it's really and just like an image. It's a the title. It's great. a title card. The music's, the music's great, great. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a slow like, pan on yeah. the title. 
Um, we're not here to give you credits where we're just listening to music, even though there is a lot of music in this one. But yeah, This yeah, one is so. pretty much, for the first like 30 <laughs> seconds, 35 seconds, listening to music. But, but there's also <laughs> some some background you're looking at. It. In the Home Alone one, it's just like you see a black screen with like, and then the title card comes up. There's no actual people or anything going on. So, right. You know. Anyways, I think that's a good, uh, a good entrance into our, yeah, into our episode let's, here Yeah, let's today. get started on it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think usually we, you know, those who listen to us regularly know that we stop and go mm-hmm. but this one might have a little bit more uh, i might let things go a little bit more freely okay here because okay. Just let, because let, let of how the intro goes yeah and we'll i see. just also want to say before we start this will be our 40th episode so oh congrats. Congrats happy on that. anniversary happy uh, uh no just what, happy 40. what do you get for the 40th well i'm drinking 40 right now so i i, I bought it's not I'm, really a 40 no it's not it's not <laughs> you, you, you weren't oh, supposed to you, you I, did oh. i was i was trying to be really cool for our fan i'm just drinking a regular beer but i wish it was a 40 but I just realized it was our 40th episode. So anyways, cheers to that, Max. Cheers You're, to that. You ever play Edward Forty Hands? I did actually one time in college. Yeah. It's, I hated it. It was stupid. It's the worst, it worst game ever. I think I quit about half hour into it. It's such a bad idea. Yeah. It's really dumb. Then I just, we did a case race instead with Keystone Lights. So that was probably what I remember the, the last, I forgot who was doing the taping, the duct taping the 40s to mm-hmm. your hands. But the last person to it was like, wait, how am I supposed to do this to my yeah. hands? <laughs> <laughs> just leave. Yeah, I, I, just I, like I wanted to be that person. Just yeah, fucking take the off. The luckiest one. Okay, let's get into these credits. Here, here. we go. Pause. Okay, I, I guess we're not going to. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to let it play out, but we have to also say what the credits are. Yeah. What did we just see there? Um, a black we, screen. We saw a black screen, yes. And Columbia Pictures and Dimension Films presents. We right. got to give them the credit they're, that they're due. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what this podcast exactly. is all about. Exactly. Let's not forget on the 40th episode here. All right, but now you can let it play. Okay. I went back a little bit. Yeah, so, that's okay. So hear these credits, read these, <laughs> these very important credits. Okay, still black, and now we see a trip. Tick Pictures Production, was that right? Yes. Tri- triptych? Okay. Triptych Pictures Production, and we start to see, we see like a neon star, mm-hmm. so it's like a sign on top of a building with a tree cascading down. You, you, it's, a, it's a string of lights right. in the shape of like a tree. tree. Yes. yes, yes. As the camera pans down, and we see this is kind of like on the top of a building. Yep. That was good. Yep. That was a good description. <laughs> All right. Why do people listen to the show? I don't. I have no (laughs) idea, but I love it. But I love it. Uh, Now we see really quick a Terry Zwigoff film. Is it Zwigoff? Yeah, or Zwigoff. I think it's Zwigoff. Zwigoff. Yeah, it's Z W I G O F F. Yeah. Uh, Terry Zwigs, as I call him, is known for Ghost World, and he also did um, the Crumb documentary that was acclaimed. What Crumb? Crumb? Yeah, like uh, R. Crumb. He was like a cartoonist, I believe. Oh. You never heard of that documentary? No, no, no. It's one of those that's always on like the one of the greatest documentaries lists. Like, uh, I've actually never seen it, but I think it was like a reclusive cartoonist. I and have I think- never clicked on a greatest documentaries list. <laughs> oh, hell, I do that at least once a week. Okay, get a refresher. Uh, anyways, Terry's Terry's Wigoff or Zwigoff is like it was like his friend, and he did a documentary on him, or is his friend, I guess. So, anyways, Crumb and then Ghost World, which was one of. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's right, first movie. Steve Buscemi? Is that the right one? Uh, I don't know. No? I actually never seen that one either. Okay. But anyways. Ter- well, if I'm wrong, uh, if you, fuck off. No, oh, no, no, no. Zwig off. Oh, you zwig, <laughs> you zwig right off. No, if, new, yeah. if Matt is wrong, which he is quite often, let us know um, never wrong. on Twitter or no. Instagram. Yes. Or at creditscorepodcast at gmail.com. Let, yes. us, let us know. On Instagram, we're creditscorepodcast. On yeah. Twitter, we're creditscore. Like I said, Matt is wrong a lot, and he appreciates your feedback. And so far, I haven't gotten any feedback, so I must never be wrong. 
I keep that feedback from you because I know you can't handle it. <laughs> I would turn into a bad Santa very quick. Should we get into the the Terry's wig off drama now, or should we let it? Let, let's play? wait. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Let's wait a little bit. So it's we're getting a slow pan while this beautiful I'm gonna it, song. I'm going to call it a slow pan while we're listening to Chopin. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I actually did not know how to say his name until recently. Did you Google it on YouTube? I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so what it, this beautiful song, as Max alluded to, is Chopin's Nocturne Opus 9, number two. Yes. In E flat major. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was Chopin. When no. I, 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 no, I, you did not. No, I really did. I thought okay. it was. I thought it was Chopin. Like, not Chopin. Or no, I thought it was Chopin. Chop, or, I, I, actually, I think I actually thought it was Chopin because I've heard that before. Uh-huh. And then I looked it up. I was like, maybe I should know how to say this before I go on the podcast. Look like a moron. Did you practice? Uh, Chopin. Chopin. Isn't it like Chopin? No, I think it's Chopin. No, there's the, they pronounce the end. So, at the is end? it Chopin? I th- I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good at. If uh, if anybody knows out there. <laughs> Don't tell us. <laughs> Let us know. Anyways, uh, this is Chopin's masterpiece, or it's regarded as his, be- his best nocturne opus, nine, number two. Uh, and he was only 20 years old, appro- uh, approximately, when he when he did it. So he peaked at 20, just like uh, me. What did you do at 20? I was pretty cool. You were cool? Yeah, I was pretty cool, I thought, I think. I drank, I drank some beers before I was 21. Gary is looking. Cool. Gary's, Gary's cradling the neck of his beer on my couch <laughs> with in his sleeveless tee. Tell me he peaked at twenty. And, and I got some short shorts on today. I just, you cool oh, with that? I know, no, I'm okay. not. Like, he's pretending it, like it's, it's not winter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's dressed like it's. It's, it's hot in it's here, July. man. It's hot in here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Chopin, beautiful song, uh, regarded as his most famous work. I really do like it. It, it puts me at ease. And uh, it sets the stage here. Did for, you know that this was that song, like the name of that song before you looked at it? I only knew story? it was a famous classical song. Right. Yeah. I've been kind of into classical music ever since my daughter was born. Isn't that, uh-huh. weird? Is that weird? I think well, it's because well, I... Explain why... I'd always heard that like you're supposed to listen to a lot of classical music because it helps babies' brains. You know, there's yeah. that whole like Bach, uh, baby Bach, whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. So I would just be like, hey, Alexa, play you know classical music. And, and Parker starts salivating. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was when she was just salivating on her own, just oh. drooling all the time. Um, so then I started listening to like, you know, looking up certain pieces to learn what they are. So I knew this was a famous piece. I just didn't know who it was. So pretty much I knew nothing. That's how I, yeah, that's, just, that's what happened with me here yeah. too. Okay. So on the screen we see at, we now see as the, it's panning down this building, we see that it is a bar. It's O'Hara's pub. Mm-hmm. There's some snow on the windowsill. Snow on the windowsill. There's a Christmas tree in the window. Yep, I have a little bit of a problem with the snow. Okay. Because yes. Bad Santa is based in Phoenix, right? I, I, unless I forgot some of the plot. Does I he, think he moves. Oh, he moves like, around. Not at the beginning. That's yeah. right. You're right. He he comes to Phoenix, There's, right? Okay. The movie starts, He's it's kind of like um, the one Christmas, and this, then he says he's quitting this that's year. That's right. And then the and next then he year he goes to Phoenix. Okay. To like, say he's done. So we actually, back. we don't yeah. know what city this is in because it's like a year before, I think. We might know at some point. I, didn't, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Once again, if you let us, if you know, let us know. I think they knew that like, oh, it's not snowing if we're in Phoenix here. Or, yeah. I just remember. Okay. Maybe you're right. I, I, like, I've only seen it. Well, I've seen it a couple times, I guess, because I liked it so much the first time, but I just can't remember. But anyways. I can't remember a lot of stuff. Would you wear what you're wearing now in this snow? Pro- I might. Okay. I might. It just so depends on how windy it is. Sleeveless tee and I don't short mind shorts. going sleeveless if it's cold. It's just if it's windy, then it's too cold. 
the wind is what bothered. Like yesterday, it was like kind of like I don't know in the fifties, and I was sleeveless in the morning running errands, and it felt great because it was like calm. You know? Do people look at you funny? Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't I, it has nothing to do with the shirt. I just <laughs> just in, just in general. <laughs> maybe I was up early running errands, and it felt like I said my arms were free. It was a crisp, cool. Uh, it's refreshing. Feels good on the pits. You know? You're not nice. cold. Not at all. No. Okay. I, I run hot. Run real hot. Yeah. All right. It disturbs me. <laughs> I sleep in the nude. <laughs> I just speaking of sleeping, I just want to point out that biscuit has passed out. Oh which my is probably god! A that's, record. That is so true. He, it usually takes like towards the end of the podcast before he passes. He out, is like he's out cold. He is out in the doorway of the uh, of our little home studio here in the living room at Matt's place. He just passed out the door. That's you, great. Yeah, you take Good a guy's boy. squeaky toys away, and that's <laughs> no fun. Zonks him right out. Yeah. All right. So we see O'Hara's pub. The camera is still panning downward toward the bar. Let's listen to more Chopin. Yes. Billy Bob Thornton's credit on the window of the Billy bar. Billy Bob Thornton cre- Thornton's credit as we get a woman walking by yes. in the snow, kind of, yeah. Yep, like passing by. And it we're looks zooming like, into this bar. Yep, we, and yeah, I think you already mentioned you can see a Christmas tree in the bar. I did, yes. Um, And we can tell this lady is kind of wearing like a long peatoat and has a bag of some sort to maybe doing some holiday shopping. Yes, Gary, this is the attire you wear when it's cold outside. Well, that's up for debate. Okay. I'm also from Chicago land area, so. Did you dress like this in Chicago? No, no, no. It's way colder. I don't but think so. Way, way colder. It's been pretty cold here this winter. Yeah, and but like we're in LA. When you're yeah. in, when you grow up in Illinois and it hits fifty, like you wear shorts to school. Like a lot, of, a lot of kids did that, or like you just. That is my like. I am like. I'm like Joey when he wears all Chandler's clothes and friends yeah. when it hits below sixty in in LA. A lot of layers. <laughs> my entire closet is on. Tony Cox's credit. He is the um, he is the little person, the little man. Yeah, he plays the elf, Santa's elf. He does. So apparently, so we didn't we didn't mention this, but Gary's dying. Sorry, that was gross. Sorry, I apologize. I had oh, uh, usually I make music. Usually I burp off the mic. I have a little cold, so I had to phlegm off the yes, mic. Yes, yes, I had some phlegm off the mic. Phlegm we're, off the mic. We're good now. A little beer will put out that fire. You're good. I'm a little sick. <laughs> Okay. I apologize. So we we didn't mention yet that the Coen Brothers are involved in this film. They're producers. Yep. Yeah, they were kind of like a, a get like a story credit too. Like they had the idea. They didn't write the film. They didn't direct the film. Yeah. But they're executive producers. I think I read in a. I actually got. I did a little deep dive into Terry Zwigs, my my man, and read an interview. And I think he said that like they always had this idea where they wanted to do a uh, a raunchy. bad a bad raunchy yeah. a bad Santa for lack of a better term. And they kind of didn't want to write it, though. They wanted to kind of pawn it off to some directors, and they ended up on Terry Zweigoff and uh, stuck around, I guess, and had butted some heads, if you want to get into that. I think yeah. that's where you're going Yeah, there. we're going to get to more of the credits that pop up, but there was a lot of um, input from yeah. different sources that were pretty much driving uh, Terry Zweigoff crazy, yes. I'm sure. As, as, as a director, you've got like... Uh, producers and the studio and and yeah. yeah it's basically the reason tony cox's name maybe sparked that in you is because apparently the Coen brothers hated him right or just didn't like him being cast i don't know what it was they wanted um i forget the actor actually i have it right here they wanted uh damn it danny woodburn that's yeah. who they wanted he if he's best known as mickey on uh, seinfeld the, right. li- the little man that was always buttonheads with kramer 
And he was kind of like the almost the go-to little person for, for probably the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, I think everyone thought there was one little person in Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, and Zweigoff loved thought that t- Tony Cox was really funny and did it anyways. And I think that's when the Cohen brothers kind of were just like, "All right, you make your own bed, you deal with it. We're not dealing with it." And they kind of backed off a little bit, is what the impression I got. But Anyways, and there, you want to say, you probably always look this up. Billy Bob Thornton wasn't actually, the movie wasn't written for him. Yes. It yeah. was. I've it, got a whole list. Yeah, go ahead. Actually. Yeah. Well, I think originally the Coen brothers had it with James Gandolfini in Co- mind. Correct. Which I can't imagine. Like, we'll, we'll see. Like, as we get into this, these credits, there's a little monologue. Yeah. We'll, we'll I could see him doing it, but it, 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 I think it would be hard to not think of Tony Soprano. Because that movie, that show started in like the 99 or 2000. It's, it's so by that so point, hard. he's yeah. so typecast at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but there was also a bunch of other names involved or um, considered. Um, one was Bill Murray, mm-hmm. but he he was actually signed on, but he dropped out. Really, I didn't for, know he was signed on for Lost in Translation. Oh, okay. Um, you know, but, but Bill Murray in anything, yeah, it's great. He, he does what he wants. Uh, Jack Nicholson, he wanted he actually wanted to do it, but he was already committed to Something's Got to Give. Uh, oh, which okay. Was the Diane Keaton movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and these are some other names I have. I don't know how accurate these are. There's always a list, yeah. and it's like <laughs> the biggest names in yeah, Hollywood. No, they're actually yeah, cons- like yeah, gonna play the role, or if they're just like this is who our dream like yeah. And I've got Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Larry David. Oh, I didn't see him. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Hmm, interesting. Dennis Leary. Uh, which is, that's two on the nose. Two on the nose. Yeah. and like not right. For yeah, this role. yeah. And Chuck Norris, I've got. <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Speaking of Dennis Leary, I keep seeing this advertisement for this Moody's Christmas special. Yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah, does anybody know what that is? I don't know what that is, but um, is it just like a, pay us and we'll we'll promote it? Like, yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I will. I, lo- I would love to say I love the Moody's, but yeah. you know, give me some cha-ching. You yeah. know what I mean? You need the, yeah. Gary will say he loves anything for the right <laughs> amount of money. Right? Even even long sleeves. Yeah, yeah, I'll lie. I'll, I'll say sl- I'll slip Gary like a. A buck or two, and he'll tell me how much he loves long sleeves. Hey, shout out to our last episode, the only episode so far that I've worn sleeves, Animaniacs. If you haven't wa- listened, watched, if you haven't listened to that one yet, I wore sleeves. He did. Let me know For if you know the... For a very disgusting reason. We won't bring it up here, but it's... it's That's all good now. All look, good. I'll take my victories any way I can. I'm just glad you wore <laughs> sleeves, but I was not happy why you wore sleeves. We're not going to tell you why here. Go listen to that yeah, episode. Yeah, episode 39. Uh, is that it for the list? Of, that's that's okay, all I have on gotcha. this list. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. carry on here. We're not even into the bar yet. I don't think we're ever going to get that. <laughs> okay, a couple more background actors walking by the bar. It was an older couple. Uh, okay. so, older couple holding presents. Right. And it's still slow panning into the bar as we see Lauren Graham's credit. Lauren Shout out Graham. to Gilmore Girl. Yeah, we she's making her second appearance on the podcast. We did a whole episode on Gilmore Girls. It was a great mm-hmm. episode. Go it, listen to that one. Big time. Love Lauren Graham. She looks very cute in those opening credits in Gilmore Girls, which I pointed out many yeah, times. Here, yeah, here he goes. <laughs> here he goes. She's a little less cute in this movie and a little more, you know, like... Naughty. No, there like, you go. You can yeah. say that here because it's... Uh, it's like, bad Santa. It's Santa-themed. Right. Yeah. yeah. I never know what to say anymore, man. I'm, I'm just always... I, I don't want to offend people, you know? So, especially you. Everything you say Especially- is offensive to me. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. All right. So we've made our way into the bar. Yeah. So we, we're, it was a slow pan and then all of a sudden there's a cut. Yep. And we're inside the bar. And you can still see Lauren Graham's credit fading away a little bit. Yes. And there's a redheaded woman who kind of looks like Julianne Moore. A little bit. Yeah, little for bit, sure. Uh, whispering to 
uh, silver fox, I yeah. call him. It's funny. I wouldn't say whispering because they're in a bar, so right. it's loud, so she's probably just getting close to his ear and saying stuff. Yeah. It looks like there's a Christmas party going on, or maybe just a gathering of friends. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but yeah. there is... Uh, a lot of silver-haired men. Silver-haired men, Christmas sweaters, a mix of suits. So maybe a, a business or like a company party maybe a little yeah. bit. Um, that's what we're walking into here. Uh, we see Brett Kelly's credits. He plays, uh, hang on, Thurman, Thurman Merman. Thurman Merman, the kid. The kid who, the, the chunky, curly-haired blonde kid who Billy Bob Thornton be friends, I guess you would say. Be friends, kind of uses, but they become buddies. The kid's very clueless. Yeah, he's he's an aloof, bullied kid that that Billy Bob Thornton takes a shine to, despite his, uh, you know, his resistance to it. Yes, and uh, who the Cohen brothers, I think, had in mind. They did. Was you want- Angus T. Jones yes, yes. from uh, Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. I don't know where Two and a Half Men was in during. It must have been at its peak, right? In Probably its peak. Yeah, I would say. I would say. Time? I think it started right around 2000 or so and carried on throughout the Charlie Sheen comeback for a little while. Until so you've probably been on the show and you're like, oh, this kid is perfect for this. I think so, yeah. He's too cute back then. Like, you know, he's... Yeah, I don't know what his age was at that point either because like this kid, I guess they probably were probably around the same age, most likely. I'm, I'm looking up two and a half men just to see right around the time it started here. Uh, Two and a Half Men actually started that year, so I don't know. Like this came out in in when did this come out? In November of two thousand three. Two and a Half. Oh, actually, it had been on the it had been on the air for a few months. So maybe he was maybe in the Hollywood circles. He was big or yeah. getting there in the child acting circuit. I don't know. But anyways, I'm glad that they picked uh, Brett Kelly because he's perfect for this he's movie. Hilarious, yeah. great, and like a different aspect too. Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. And once again, that's shout out to Terry Zwigoff because he. Picked Brett over everyone else's wishes. So yeah, we're. I think I think it's safe to say that we're on Team Terry. T- I'm on Team Terry. Yeah, if we're gonna you, get more into. If you have battles, a chance but. to, I there's this IndieWire uh, interview with him um, that is just so great of a like of a look into his mind and kind of his approach to the movie and kind of he, he seems like kind of a, of, of a bitter guy a little not maybe, maybe not bitter but just kind of like jaded just in general or from this movie Fro- no in general just, uh, but like but also just kind of like how he hates hollywood a little bit uh-huh. and he, he kind of rips on just some like shit that he got offered after this movie and how he didn't want to do a sequel which eventually did happen and stuff but it's just a good look at, at the, his approach to this movie and, and it's pretty funny too it'd be interesting to see like what the original script was for this movie versus like what well ended up Terry Zwide says that the original script was actually darker until he did some redos to it himself. He said that there were so many fucks in the original script that it was deadening. And that he said that the Coen brothers actually tweaked a lot of stuff too. He said like instead of just saying like Jesus Christ in the movie or like oh like it would good Lord fucking Christ or you know whatever. They'd add a little bit of flair to it. But he said that the original script had so many fucks it was deadening, and he had to he had to make it more better. <laughs> Speaking of the fucks, mm. I've got a fuck count for you. Mm. Um, Let me var- guess. Actually, let me okay, guess. I, I haven't looked this up. How many times is a variation of the word fuck? Oh, in man, I think the record in like a movie is like two hundred or something. So this is probably like in the hundred and ten, maybe. A hundred and fifty-nine. Wow! Times, uh, wow! You hear some? Yeah, some, some form, form of, of fuck. fuck. Yeah. Um, the word shit. 
is used 73 times. Holy cow. By the way, our buddies over at Franchise Impact, they're uh, more PG, PG-13. Uh-huh. We should probably warn them before they listen to this uh, episode. Oh, it's yeah. Little, yeah. It's a little too racy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're only just citing the movie. I mean, that's it. That's we're not, true. I mean, people should know if we're doing Bad Santa, we're going to talk about some fucks and some shits, you know? Yeah. Maybe not 159 of them or whatever, but, man, that's pretty high because I think the all-time record is like 200. And it's in like the, either a Tarantino movie or... or I think uh, it's Scorsese. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, Scorsese movie. Or actually, it might be like the Rob Zombie movie, actually. It's like House of a Thousand Corpses or like 200 fucks in the movie oh, or something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's carry on to this bar. We're seeing some more background acting. Yes. People holding drinks. Uh, middle, we see some, some silver-haired women. Yep. Yeah. Middle-aged people. Um, and we see a bartender in the background with a white shirt and a black vest. Everyone in this bar looks like... They voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> are still are still supporting. Yeah, that's very true. Very their vote true. For Trump, um, maybe they do. They do. Yeah, it's not. Uh, if you want to look for yourself, you'll know what we mean yeah. when you take a quick look on these credits later on. Uh, Lauren Tom's credit, and Lauren Tom is the wife of the elf in yeah. the movie. She is yes. known from like she's like an Asian woman uh, known for Friends, right? She was, yeah, she was, she was actually a big role in Friends. Okay, I never watched Friends. I think she was, uh, she played Julie and she was the first girl that Ross was dating kind of when Rachel knew that Ross liked her. So it was like a, got it, an obstacle in their Ah, relationship. Okay. Okay. You know, um, we also just saw a double credit there, AJ Naidu and Alex Borstein. Yes. Alex Borstein, you may know very well because she's in a lot of shit that we do. She might be the new MVP. <laughs> yeah. I think she's popped up yeah. in everything almost. I, especially lately. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know her from Family Guy. What else do we she's done? She's Lois on Family Guy. Yeah. She's on the Gilmore Girls episode. That's right. That's right. She was on our Shameless episode. She's a writer, producer That's on correct. Shameless. Man. Uh, what else? Uh, she, she's been popping up a yeah, lot lately. Yeah, I think she's she's surpassed uh, Carol um, Kane. Carol Kane. Carol yeah. Kane started off strong. Yeah, and, and it, disappeared. In the early days of credit score, Carol Kane was everywhere. Then Travolta took over. And he's <laughs> Travolta gone. had a had his heyday in the middle. Yeah, yeah. he's gone MIA on us, and yep. so now it's Alex Borstein. Big time. Yeah, um, who'll be next? I hope it's George Siegel because we haven't talked about him That's for true. a long time. Man, I wish George Siegel was in this movie. George Siegel was in our Look Who's Talking yeah. episode. There's probably. Uh, there's probably too much sex appeal. Like the, Lauren, it was too sexy. Lauren Graham would have been wanting to bang George Sieg, Siegel a- after being in the Look Who's Talking credits, where he is the sexiest man alive, pretty much. <laughs> Go listen to that episode, by the way. It's ridiculous. Inexplicably, um, yeah, I think he was too sexy for Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. so they just could stop casting him. Yeah, well, he was on Just Shoot Me for a while, but um, he just shoot me in the face because he's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right, back to the bar. We see some more Trump vote- voters. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A lot of Trump voters here. <laughs> this could be a, a terrifying sneak preview of 2020, if you ask me. Yes. Let's, uh, let's hope that's not the, the case. The camera is continuing to pan down the bar as we see various forms of Trump voters. All white. Uh, we see a lady in a man hug. We see a glass of red wine in the bar. Okay, we see the bartender. He's wearing, uh, he's fancily dressed. Yeah, he's, he looks like the bartender in The Shining. Basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? I forget. Lloyd? I forget. Yeah, Lloyd, right? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we see a um, uh, sorry, we see the with John Ritter credit. Yes. Uh, R.I.P. I think this was his last movie. This was the last movie. At, it came out after his death. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was his last appearance. 
amazing performance. It, it's really good. Like, it's so underrated. That's the problem. It's because he, he's such a, a pushover, a, a, like a wimpy dude. But he's, he's so his reactions wimpy. are he, fucking hilarious. He's so proper and trying yeah. to like be PC, but he's <laughs> not. It's it's such a good performance. When he, There's I, one scene between him and the next credit we'll see here, Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. Also, also R.I.P. And uh, it's just like. You can just watch that scene a million times. Is it, where he's, is it where he's telling him that he thinks Billy Bob Thorne was having sex in the woman's breast or a yeah. lot of women's changing yeah. room? Yeah, it's so uh, good. It's so just good. The, the, the scene between the two of them. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So I want to ask you, right now we see on the screen, we see a, an older man, looks like a grandpa, and like a red cardigan mm-hmm. or blazer. And he's, it looks like he's having a serious, impassioned talk with the bartender. Do you yeah. think he's telling the bartender that Donald Trump would be a great president in about 15 years or 13 years? <laughs> he already knows. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's way ahead he of us. I'm telling you, we need yeah. a president like Donald Trump who speaks yeah. his mind. Probably. It's okay. very, it's very uh, possible that's going on here. And, you know, I see a lot of salt and pepper on this bar. You don't really see that at bars too much, right? Is that what's what we're seeing here? We see, we see a glass okay. of red wine and uh-huh. there's salt and pepper shaker and then look up a little bit further by his chin, uh-huh. there's salt and pepper shaker. Like, when do you see salt and pepper shakers at a fancy bar, really? Oh, I, I, I mean, salts. You got to salt some drinks. True, but they're not like a bunch. I, I guess people are eating there, maybe, too. So, just kind of stood out to me. I thought it I like... Mean, on it's, a, it's a pub. There could be pub food. You true. like to salt and pepper your pub food. It doesn't really look like a pub pub, though. It looks, I guess it does. It's just made up for the holidays. I know. It's I, fancy. Yeah, but the bartender, uh, it looks kind of fancy. It looks a little more it's fancy. It's made up for the Trump fundraiser. <laughs> All right, let's keep going down the bar here. We're okay, getting well, to her. I just want to also point out that this is the second movie that uh, Billy Bob Thornton and John Ritter are in. What was the first movie? Uh, We've already done the impression. Oh, he's in Sling Blade, of course. Sling Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, That's also right. an amazing performance by John Ritter. In I thought movie. I was thinking maybe he was in Problem Child with him or something, but I. How would Carl from Sling Blade say John Ritter was in this movie with me? Mm, John. Wait, hang on. I'm trying to think of the, the boy's name. What was the boy's name in Sling Blade? I don't remember. Mm, mm, John Ritter. John Ritter got a Kaiser blade in this movie that I was in, and now we're doing another movie, not causing mm-hmm. a sling blade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why don't people do the sling blade impression more often? <laughs> I is think it it was, I think an SNL sketch did it, and it just couldn't be done after that. They were all doing the voice. So is it too? Even though like everyone knows that that, that like launched Billy Bob yeah. into stardom, yeah. is it too obscure? Like, maybe, maybe it's still a little too small time. Maybe, yeah, because it was like an Oscar movie, but like I don't think maybe a lot of people saw it. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Folks calls it a sling blade, but I calls it a Kaiser blade. So does John Ritter. I think we should mm-hmm. do that. I think everyone should be doing that impression. I think so too. Mm-hmm. All right, and we see the Ann Bernie Mac credit that we just talked about. Again, like John Ritter and Bernie Mac in this movie are just both phenomenal. So good. Yeah, so they good. They steal every scene they're in. Um, we see more more white people that are old drinking red wine. We see casting by Mary Verno and Felicia Fasano. Shout out to them because the casting's great. And if you look over towards the end of the bar, if you're looking for it, yep. you can see uh, kind of a, a Santa You see, is that outfit? a guy in a Santa suit down yeah. there? But there's yeah. a guy standing in his way who we'll see here in a second. Um, also, an old guy that looks kind of like uh, Walter, what's the guy's name? Walter Grimley or uh, Walter Brimley? Or I forget the guy's Who's name. Walter Brimley? Ah, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh is that his name, Walter Grimley? I, I, either, I'll look it up later. He looks like an old actor that's famous. Uh, oh, that one. Hang on, <laughs> Walter. This is great content. Hang for on, the podcast. As you're looking up old actors who were famous. That's once. not his name. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Walter. Grimley. I meant to say Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. 
<laughs> diabetes. I knew. Diabetes. Anyways, there's a guy that looks kind of like Wilford Brimley just walked by with a present to okay. like hand his wife, like okay. a, a wrapped present. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, great. That was worth <laughs> worth the wait. I have a little bit of a cold. I'm on some medication, so I think I'm getting a little bit. Yeah, we are. And we're, we, we mentioned you're drinking. I'm drinking yeah, as well. Yeah, it's nine in the morning. We, this is probably the first podcast, this first episode where it's okay, though, because it kind of suits the scene. True. Very true. Yeah. As oh, we'll, as I, thought we'll it was, see. I thought it was always okay to drink on a weekend morning, morning at, at nine or eight. eight yeah. <laughs> in the morning. All right. So we're cruising past Wilford Brimley and his wife here. Not really Wilford Brimley, but it looked like. Walter Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> Brimley. <laughs> okay. Another old man talking to him. And this is actually my favorite background acting performance right here. <laughs> okay, what happens? <laughs> so, so the guy standing right in front of Billy Bob Thornton gets two like white wines or champagnes, turns and does like a like a nod and raises the glasses like here I got the drinks yeah. like this, so somebody must totally have given necessary. Him. Yeah, totally necessary. He could have just turned and walked away, but his uh, his background acting uh, chops. He wanted to show him off, and he did a little. Ugh. Anyways, that's hilarious. And now we see our our uh, protagonist slash antagonist here. Anti-hero. There you go. That's what yeah. I was looking for. This yeah, was, this was probably around like the beginning of the anti-hero boom. Yeah, right? yeah. Because Breaking Bad was yeah. a couple years later. Sopranos was already in full Sopranos swing. Kicked it off. Yep. The, shield, the wire. The shield, the shield was on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For it, sure. It was just starting to like people were starting to be like, oh, we can like these bad characters. Yeah. Characters. Uh, and as we are revealed, or as Billy Bob Thornton's it bad Santa, been, wait, it must have been a big win for you, Gary, to, that people could like unlikable people. <laughs> It was perfect for me. I was yeah. in college doing a lot of terrible shit. And I was like, yeah, this is what people want. Uh, music composed and conducted by David Cate. And uh, what's Billy Bob Thornton's name? Willie, right? His name Willie. is Willie in the movie. Okay. Willie's the yeah. character, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty fitting. We're Willie, start Bill. Getting some, uh, some monologue here, yes, finally. The, yeah. great, the great monologue is coming. Hey, can I get a drink down here? <laughs> First lines of the movie? I, it, the way We're going to have to go back and play one, yeah, one more time I because will. it's so fucking perfect and subtle. How there's all this, you know, holiday cheer going on all around him. He is smoking a cigarette. You can you can see, which in 2003, I guess, was probably still legal. Well, it also depends where. I don't think it was in Yeah, in, in certain but, states yeah, it yeah, was. Because yeah. I remember in college, you could smoke at bars. Yeah. And the way he's just like so, he kind of just scoffs. And he's like, hey, can I get another drink down here? And yeah. I, he does like a... And it's, like a, it's slurred, too. It's slurred it's a like, little bit. Yeah, let's hey, listen it It's so good. Go back and listen to that. I, I love it. Hey, can I get another drink down here? it's like a eh, but it's like a huh yeah <laughs> and he kind of does like a little hand gesture like what the fuck kind of taking yeah. a drink down here and so then, the shot of him now we've pulled away from this party and he's just sitting alone totally no alone around him yep. it's almost like no one wants to be near him but he's still but he kept his santa suit on doesn't even take he still has the hat on which is like fucking hilarious yeah what is he supposed to do take that you can take the hat off indoors it's probably hot you know I mean, I, I'm projecting because you know I run hot. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I would have, this I would be, have that suit jacket, that Santa suit jacket off so quick. This would, you would be sleeveless Santa. <laughs> you would, That's actually a really good idea. No, it is not. That is a. I might. Okay, guys, we're gonna do a couple Christmas episodes. I might come in a sleeveless Santa suit for our next one. Don't let your children sit on Gary's lap. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not Joe Biden. All right, you can let me. You can sit on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very political episode. <laughs> Let's take out all. Hey, the, if we're gonna bash Trump, we can bash yeah, Biden I too. I love when kids sit on my lap. Okay, no one asked. <laughs> my hairy legs. Yeah, <laughs> rub my hairy legs, kids. I've been to prison once. I've been married twice. I was once drafted by Lyndon Johnson and had to live in shit ass Mexico for two and a half years for no reason. <laughs> there we go. We got some uh, some more politics. Exactly. There. This is the political episode. So 
As he starts talking, the bartender comes over to pour him some more whiskey or bourbon. Yep. Directly into his glass, and we see costume designer Wendy Chuck. Sorry, burp. Uh, my bad. Oh, still going. Uh, Billy Bob, bad Santa, mm-hmm. reveals that he has been to prison once, divorced twice, and got drafted by LBJ, and had to live in Mexico for no reason for a couple years. So we're kind of getting his backstory here. Yeah, Very he's, beautiful. He's a bad Santa. Well, not yet. But you don't think it, he's already bad? No, no. I'm saying he's telling his origin story. Right. But it's pre-bad Santa. Yeah. Has now, it? well, he, he wasn't a bad Santa when he was living in shit-ass Mexico. I'm just saying this is this is bad Santa's How do you background. Know? You're right. I guess I don't know. I guess I. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking it's like his origin story. It's how he became the Joker, but Bad Santa. Oh, I want to see a Bad Santa origin movie. I definitely do. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Better than the sequel. Todd Phillips can do a whole uh, sequence where he dances (laughs) to Jock Jams. (laughs) Still haven't seen that. I'm going to have to see that soon. I've had my eye socket punched in, a kidney taken out, and I got a bone chip in my ankle that's never going to (laughs) heal. All right. (laughs) More. More great problems. It does sound like the Joker movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> um, and now the camera, or sorry, the camera kind of pans. So we see him. He's looking into a mirror at, at the back of the bar yeah. um, by a, hey, what's that called on the on the bar there? An adding machine, you asshole. It's a calculator. No, that's an adding machine. Oh, God, here we go again. Go, I can't remember what episode we got into this fight, but it almost <laughs> it almost ruined the podcast. We almost quit because we couldn't, yeah, couldn't get over it. Yeah, ended up with a bone chip in his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's going through his list of problems. He's looking in the mirror, and he just looks totally... Uh, Billy Bob. Yeah, he looks bad. He looks Billy Bob. After that whole list of people we listed, this is like perfect casting. Yeah, he's perfect. I mean, he just nails it. It is what you think of when you think of Bad Santa, and I think I would have thought that anyway. Sometime movies have to go through like all sorts of shit to get like the perfect mm-hmm. situation in the end. You yep. know, like like yep. if if one person had their vision throughout the whole way, I, sometimes it hurts the movie. Sometimes it works. For the no, movie. I know what you're this saying. This is perfect. He is the perfect person for this role. Totally agree. Yeah, I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life, but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. Okay, so we see film editor Robert Hoffman, mm-hmm. and Shout it to cuts him. to the mirror, and we're not now at a close-up of Billy Bob looking at himself and smoking. And he um, says his life basically sucks ass. Nothing has sucked more ass than this. Sucks ass, yeah. And he's referring to being a Santa, a mall Santa. Right. This Also, like thinking about all those actors, phenomenal actors we listed, I don't think this monologue works without Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go back to like James Dandolfini. And I just think it would sound like Tony Soprano. Yeah. I mean, it would just sound like it would get a different vibe. Yeah. Instead of thinking that it's just a depressed, you know, drunken, you know, ornery guy, it, it would, you would think that it's a mobster or. Can you do a Tony Soprano as Bad Santa impression? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I can. I got drafted by LBJ for, had to live in Mexico for two shit. Don't, don't go. Uh, Nothing looking, sucks more ass than this. Don't, don't go looking to be. Cast in the <laughs> David Chase prequel that they're working on right now. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. <laughs> Notice how I put you on the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's fucking no way I could do it You're either. a fucking asshole. <laughs> if I'd known I was going to have to put up with a bunch of screaming brats pissing on my lap for 30 days out of the year. Production designer, Shane Sharon, Sharon Seymour. Seymour. Yep. Yeah. And we cut to, as he says that, he's looking over at the end of the bar and we see these awful people... Well, they look like they're actually very nice people. Let's be honest. But do it, they? 
Yeah, they look like they're just older. They're, like I said, it looks like the it looks kind of like the Trump voting. The one guy from just to the second from the left looks like Trump. That's true, <laughs> and it's funny. There's an American flag on the Christmas tree too, so they were probably all celebrating, you know, the Iraq War or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, Billy Bob he looks down, and they're all cheersing their champagne. Yes, and he oh, and he oh. says, "I'm sorry." He says that. Uh, what'd you say? If I had known. If I'd known I was going to have to put up with a bunch of screaming brats pissing on my lap for 30 days out of the year, I would have killed myself a long time ago. There you go. That very, very nice uh, sets the mood for the movie. Yep. We see director of photography, Jamie Anderson, ASC, uh, which is, as we've said, a a society of caterpillars. The best society (laughs) of all. And Billy Bob is, uh, you know, he's giving you his frame of mind. That guy looks like uh, Robert Redford, kind of, actually. He is with the Trump hair. Yes. Yeah. And the ornaments and the tree with the American flag is just perfect. He looks like every politician who's announced he's running um, that, early on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then dies. By, yeah, yeah, like six totally. months into yep. the process. He's a little Mitt Romney look to him as well. Yes. Yeah. Come to think of it, I still might. All right, hit pause there. Co-producer David Crockett. Uh, yep. And that, that we see now... It cuts back from that group cheersing to the iconic. It's kind of the shot that I think of when I when I think of this movie. It's him looking down, just depressed and angry, at the bar in his Santa suit with a cigarette in his hand and his drink in front with of him. With the beard, he's got the beard up on the bar too. He took it off. Yep. and it's sitting. You can yeah. see that there, and, and he's and looking at these people with disgust. Yep, they probably look at him with disgust. And it's right as he says, "Come to think of it, I still might and kill himself." Right. Which, is, that's which bad is bad Santa. That's bad Santa, and it, it's part of the theme of the movie. Yeah, and while we're talking, we're saying bad Santa so many times. I want to point out that the Czech Republic's title for this film, <laughs> as it's translated, is called "Santa is a Pervert," <laughs> <laughs> which works. It does work, but he's but, much—he's much more than a pervert, though. Yeah. I mean, he is a pervert. That's one of the things he is. But yeah, uh, that, that, that's great. Which we've got a credit coming up. We'll—we're uh, gonna get to okay. It here. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of perverts. Yes. <laughs> Beyond perverts. <laughs> Where I come from, we didn't celebrate Christmas. And there it is. Okay. You want to read that credit, Gary? <laughs> Co-executive producers, Harvey Weinstein and Brad Weston. Uh, obviously, we're not talking about Brad Weston. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I, I don't know about Brad I, Weston. I don't know, I don't know who Brad Weston is or like he might have his own yeah, Harvey Weinstein Yeah, I don't know story. much about him. I hope not. But we do know about Harvey Weinstein. Uh, at the time, the Weinstein company was making all of sorts of good movies, indie movies. Uh, I would say trailblazing movies, to be honest. Um, but now we know that Harvey Weinstein was also blazing his own trail of a uh, of notoriety and disgusting behavior. Was so. is this the first time he's been on this podcast? Yes, I think it is because I think we would have definitely. Unfortunately, it's it. not going to be the last time. Uh, no, probably. No, I mean, it, listen. Let, let Harvey Weinstein is a monster. Uh, we don't have to talk about it too much, but he was involved in a bunch of fucking great movies. I mean, he was. There's just no other way around it. It's really like, yeah, he's really tainted these yeah. movies when you're watching and it's such like a jolt to see yeah. his name on anything yeah and it's on so many things and uh you know i'm not I, i'm not one for the cancel culture um but he obviously deserved to be canceled but that oh, doesn't mean I, that doesn't mean i'm going to stop watching these movies he made they're, they're great oh no it's yeah, yeah. they're great but I'll, i want to say one more thing about once and then we'll drop it completely he apparently is uh was in court this past week and he is like there was like all these stories about how he's his back is hurting him. He's been failing, declining health, oh, 
and it's like, oh, it's kind of funny how uh, these guys... Like get, Cosby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, all, all of a sudden... They're deteriorating. All of a yeah, sudden, they're deteriorating when all their shit gets exposed. Like It's almost know. like their 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 uh, power source has yeah. been pulled from their... <laughs> like, they can't do these awful yeah. things anymore, and now I, we can't function. I saw a really bad Twitter joke. I mean, bad, I don't know, maybe whatever, that it, it all happened after Hugh Hefner died. And I don't want to say anything bad about Hugh Hefner, but he was kind of like their... Uh, like Samson's hair, like once he was gone, oh, Jesus. <laughs> all their power, their cloak of of invisib- or invisibility was just gone, and uh, they were exposed. So, anyways, there you go. That's our Harvey Weinstein rant. Hopefully, we'll never have to do it again, but we probably will. Yeah, or we can just like come up with like a a, a safe code word or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll come yeah. up with something. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll yeah. work on it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what did he just say there during the Harvey Weinstein? He said. Oh, is it something about his father. Yeah, this is where he talked about his dad. Should I go back a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. And we won't mention uh, H.W. Where I come from, we didn't celebrate Christmas. Not because we were Jewish, but because my dad was a worthless, coward fucking asshole whose idea of a present was a daily punch to the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're getting a little bit more of the origin story there. Yeah, thanks uh, for uh, shouting us out the Jews. Yep, appreciate yeah. that. There, we were talking about that earlier. Not Jewish, but uh, didn't celebrate Christmas because his dad was abusive. Yes, uh, and we, we saw we saw the Cohen brothers got their executive producer credit on the screen during that during that part of the uh, monologue, and let's carry on. I want to say one thing as he's doing this opening monologue, which is sets the tone, is crass. We get mm-hmm. it, you know. This script, the original script, was rejected by Universal um, because they said it was quote the most foul, disgusting, misogynistic, anti Christmas, anti children thing they could imagine. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, which is. That's the point of this uh, fucking it, it's movie, It's rated guys. R, Relax. idiots. Yeah, it's fucking rated R. It Relax. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But hey, I'm not, a, I'm not a universal honcho, so what can I say? You certainly are not. I should be, though. I should be. No. De- Think of all the great movies I would green light. Come on. What movies would you green light? I don't know. Some really awesome ones. There'd be a lot of anti-heroes. There'd be a lot of bubble, bubble guppy movies. <laughs> bubble guppies anti-heroes. <laughs> he did teach me how to crack a safe, though. All right, that's important. You can get a pause there. So, crack a safe is a big part in the movie because he obviously we know that he rips off malls along with Tony Cox, the elf, uh, and he is the safe cracker. Yeah, and we see produced by John Cameron, Sarah Aubrey, and Bob Weinstein, who is Harvey Weinstein's brother. Uh, anyways, we can move past that. And another, we see another front shot of Billy Bob and the Christmas tree in the background and you know once again looking very distraught very disheveled and depressed let me ask you a question about this um plot Mm -hmm. why do they have to commit to being a santa elf duo for an entire month to get into the safe on christmas can't they just go as shoppers and kind of hide somewhere in the mall and when it closes down i think that you you would attract way too much attention if you're if you're in the mall every single day shopping and even if you're noticed by a security guard why are they there why are they here every single day this is if they're working there it's made sense so it's a perfect perfect cover if you went to the mall every single day this month do you think someone would notice that you're there every single day I, well, you, maybe you, because you dress like an idiot. <laughs> I don't know if they would. They would until something bad happened, and then they'll be like, "Okay, these these guys, this guy was suspicious." Oh yeah, it was the, it was it was the sleeveless guy. <laughs> exactly. The sleeveless guy pulled exactly. robbed the joints. I don't know. It's a cover, man. I don't know. Ask Terry's if we can get Terry's wig off or wig off on the show. We'll ask him what he thinks about it. Okay, I'm sure he would he would accept our invitation. Yeah, so. Terry's wig off. By the way, not and there was a sequel made eventually. Yeah, not it was involved. Not very good. Yeah, did you see it? I never did. No, it was not very good. No. 
Um, he was not involved. Yeah. It was directed by... I think he purposely uh, was not involved. Mark Waters. Okay. Who we've had on... We've mentioned on the podcast because he directed Freaky Friday. Oh, okay. We did yeah, those yeah. end credits. That's right. Yeah. That's another fun episode. Oh, Go listen to that. Go, I might listen to that tune on the way home today. Lot, yeah, lots of Lohan. Yeah. Lots uh, of Lohan. Lots of uh, Lee Curtis. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Lots of Mark Harmon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lots of Chad Michael Murray. David right? Is that his name? Anthony <laughs> Steven. I actually did not remember Just his name. Just throwing men's names out now. <laughs> all right. Let's go past this credit here. Produce John Cameron. I already said it. Oh. I already said all these guys. God. I got to stop drinking when we do these. <laughs> nah. My dad never did shit with his life, so he took it out on me. You could say I'm no different, and I'd have to say you were right. But at this point, it's too late to start over. Okay. It's good. Good intro or good uh, lead up to what we're about to see here. Yes. And we see written by Glenn Ficara and John Requois. Yes. They are the writing duo yes. responsible for, uh, they wrote Bad News Bears, which also started or started Billy Bob Thornton. Um, they did, they're involved in This Is Us, which is kind of weird. They're like they're, directors, They're like right? EPs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, they both directed, um, they co-directed Crazy Stupid Love and I Love You, Philip Morris. They also wrote Crazy Stupid Love. Yes, which is weird. It's like Bad Santa and then those movies? And well, I've also got, they're doing The Jungle, they did The Jungle Cruise, which is coming out next year, I think. Yep. With uh, The Rock and Emily Blunt. Exactly. And they're also supposedly writing, directing the Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie Joker, Jared Leto okay. movie. Got it. Supposed to, I mean, that, 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 that kind of stuff always ends up in development. Isn't that Harley Quinn one? Isn't that already coming out? Or is it the one it's after a, that? It's a different Got one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it's kind of weird to think that these guys are the This Is Us guys. You know? Isn't that a little, little strange? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they did a few episodes or something. No, I think Us. they're like EPs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure. I don't know. I know they directed some episodes, but I think yeah. they're involved pretty heavily on the show. So, anyways, he says that his father never did anything with his life. That's why he took it out on him. And then uh, Bad Santa says, I'm no different. And he walks outside, it cuts. And he stumbles out to the alley. He's stumbling the out to the alley. back snowy alley. Yeah. And he says, it's funny if you think of I think that's what he's saying right here. Funny how things work out. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, so he he's, takes a few steps and he has to kind of like balance himself. Yeah. He's like, he's not feeling great. He's not feeling great. His belt, his Santa belt is just dangling. Yeah. Um, he says a line that I, I think is really underrated because I love when people say like funny how that works out or funny uh-huh. how this goes and then he adds the the fucking hilarious because it's you know beyond sarcastic and we see directed by Terry Zweigoff on the screen I'm, we always talk about this how people should frame stills from movies when their name is on it I don't think it gets much better than this you have directed by Terry Zweigoff and you have Bad Santa leaning against a, a back alley wall and he's about ready to vomit yeah. which we might as well let it play out here yeah. let the show pan Finish. <laughs> All right. We see okay, the red so with font. with that sound, the snow is falling. We yeah. see the red font of Bad Santa, and he's vomiting. You can hear Barf hitting the ground. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. Kisses kisses the lips or fingertips. Gary's doing the, I'm doing the, the Italian chef. Ma, yeah. Ma, ma, ma. Yeah. Kissing, yeah. His Sopranos. Yeah. Mama Tony Soprano. I'm a bad Santa. I think that's how it works, right? <laughs> I'm gonna eat a pasta. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's uh that's those are the opening credits, the beautiful monologue from we Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And I think it sets off the holiday mood just right for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, you want to do our highlights and lowlights? Is that I what do. we do here? I yeah. do. Uh, Gary, what was your favorite moment of those opening credits there? With, if you say the Trump supporters, I'm you're out of here. <laughs> I, well, I am going to mention one of those Trump supporters. Uh, my highlight is, without a doubt, just when he first says his first words, the first lines of the movie, hey, can I get a drink down here? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, can I get a drink down here? <laughs> just, the, just the hilariousness of it contrasted with the the positive vibes and how he's drunk and slurry and just kind of pissed off basically he's so funny in this movie yes yes he by the way he said he drank a lot on this movie Uh, which he he, should have yeah Yeah, it's perfect uh so what's your highlight mine is that end shot with the title card it's just it's perfect it is Uh, i really want to get a poster of that to be honest if if i I was in college i would do it i'm I'm an adult now and have a kid and a wife and stuff i can't really dress like an adult but if i ever get (laughs) if i ever get a man cave i'm putting the bad santa i'm getting that still printed and posterized okay And explain uh, it to your daughter as she gets older. Yeah, that's fine. We'll yeah. watch movies together. Yeah. Uh, what's your low light? You're not going to get the Harvey Weinstein credit blown up and uh, framed. <laughs> so I don't mean to break that. Per- back. Perfect time for a low light, though. What's that, your- <laughs> that, I mean, that's the obvious low light. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to take it away from that and not give him any more uh, attention. It's the guy that sort of looks like Trump. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that guy. Yeah, he looks like a, a mix of Trump and Robert Redford and Mitt Romney and all those assholes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Robert Robert. Redford. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say Robert Redford's an asshole, but just that look. <laughs> he uh, might be. Who knows? My low light is. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's hard to even call it a low light, but I. I don't know if you know this or not, but I used to be a background actor. Um, I. I. I've heard this I, almost as so many times as your cover band. I was an extra on many, many TV shows and films in 2007, 2008. I kind of fancy myself as a good background actor, and I think the guy who goes to the bar and gets those two wines or white wines or champagnes. And turns around and does the raise, like, hey, I got the glasses here. It pisses me off. It, what it, would you have done? Just, I would have turned and just walked away. I would turn, w- slow wink at the yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it a, give it a, uh, a wink and a head nod, and then I would have walked away. No, he, he shouldn't be noticed at all. That's the point of background acting is you should not be noticed. And he's, he's noticed for the wrong reason. He should just blend in, and it should lead right into Billy Bob. Right when he gets ready to say his first words, but instead this idiot raises his glasses. And can I tell a quick? It's kind ba- of funny though. Can I tell a quick background acting story before we get into our next segment yes. here? So I was a child actor, as I told. Like I did some uh-huh. acting as a kid, yep. and I was on the show A Different World. We'll get to those credits because they're great credits at some <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> but I was in this episode where I was supposed to be like a kid in an orphanage, and I, I purposely stood right in the middle in the background. There were two characters <laughs> in the foreground having a conversation. If you watch it, if you watch that episode, I stood right in the middle where the camera is just to be on camera the entire time. I was supposed to like move back on, and on forth. On purpose? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and okay. I just stood and watched them. That's great. And I'm eating like cookies and drinking some punch, but I'm just standing there watching them. Totally. Getting all your FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to admit, I'm, I'm in the, the movie Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell, and at the very end, you can see me in an orange headband. And I definitely don't live up to what I just said. I, I, see? I I'm like, I have like a delayed reaction to like the action around me. And I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, and I like, cause like a bear comes at the end of the movie. And I, I, I've watched and it pisses me off that I'm like a half second late to react than everybody else. And so I'm, anyways. Do you want to apologize to your worst moment? No. Okay. No, not at all. You give the guy no, a hard it's time. Still, it's still that guy's fault. Okay. It's time for my favorite segment of this podcast. Is it better with a lion? <laughs> God damn it, Gary. You don't have to roar. Okay. What is that? That's I don't like know. A, is it better with an angry junkyard dog? 
<laughs> Would these opening credits be better with Lion Gear? Well, you know, Max, I, I know we typically say yes, and uh, I'm going to say yes again, because of course they would. Yes. And they should. We need a lion to maybe, I don't know, come out of a back room in the bar, like the, the storage room, and maul one of the Trump supporters to death. <laughs> Just you know like, what? <laughs> this is what I have right here. <laughs> I would have the lion maul the guy who looks like <laughs> Trump. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know if it needs to be that guy, but maybe like when that group is cheersing, I, mean, I guess that guy is the best. He's, he's screen left. The lion comes, and you can just see the lion's paw, like rip him by the by the suit jacket and pull him back. Normally, you are against mauling when I bring up like yeah, the tiger shaman. You're not all about time. like a yeah, peaceful yeah, yeah. lion, but this time you're down. Da- like, I'm down. I think it's better. It's it are you triggered it, <laughs> as as Donald Trump Jr. would yeah, ask? Oh God, oh God, <laughs> don't even fucking get me started on that guy. Uh, I think it fits the the vibe and the theme of the movie to have an angry bad a bad lion, if you will. Yes, yeah, bad line. I agree. So, anyways, yes, I, I I agree. Better with the lion. Yes, the answer is yes. So now is the part of the podcast where we like to jump into some covers of the song yeah, that's playing Chris, in some these Christmas things. treats. Yeah, um, some Chopin treats. Yeah, I've got Chopin? a few covers of this of Chopin. Wow, okay, I'm actually so, I'm impressed. I didn't think you yeah, would. Well, get it's, it's like for first of all. I don't know if we could play Chopin. I don't know what the rules are. Like, I don't know if it's public domain. I think, some. I think it is. Yeah. I think the research I did was that it's public domain or it wasn't public domain. And then someone did a Kickstarter to like mm. do, to have other artists record oh. it. And so it was public domain. It, I don't know. know I, don't get to, I don't like to get into legal mumbo jumbo. I don't care. You know yeah. what? Chopin's family, come after us. <laughs> I don't care. Chopin specifically, come yeah. after us. Yeah. Um, so here are a couple covers of Chopin's Nocturne, Opus 9, number, number two, six. Number yeah, two, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one is a, a trap remix. Okay. I'm really into trap music. All right, you know what this reminds me of immediately? The Succession theme song. Oh, it does. It yeah, sounds, it sounds just it like sounds a ton We like did that. those opening credits. Go listen to that as I well. I love but, that thing, but that's immediately that's what that yeah. sounds like. In like fact, time. in fact, should we sue uh, what's his name the 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 guy composer from, from Succession? This yeah, sounds just like should. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who did this? Mu- music Channel. <laughs> oh, but you know what though? This might be more recent. <laughs> oh, you're so right. So I guess the I guess the Succession guy should be suing this YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah. Sorry, we we I, I do like it though. Let's let play a couple more seconds. Okay. I do like it. Oh, I lost it. Go to the middle, idiot. Max can't maneuver YouTube. next where would you hear that version gary <sighs> maybe like a hip bar like a like a like a hipster type bar like on christmas on like, christmas yeah. like um like the, like the, like a bar in venice beach or something yeah that sounds about right yeah they would play it this next one is on the kalimba do you know <laughs> what that is it's the little uh it's like a little musical instrument that has those like metal twangy yeah me- things that you yeah can, like fin- you could finger pluck kind of with your thumbs yeah So this is exactly what I was talking about when I had a kid. When I had, when I put my baby to bed, I, I, I'm, I put my daughter to bed every night, almost. My wife takes care of her in the morning, and I put her to bed. I turn on Lullaby Baby. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you break out your kalimba. No, 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 no. <laughs> but play. I, but I have Alexa play like classical lullaby music a lot. Yeah, and this, okay. this reminds me of the shit that we listen to. It's great, good shit, I should say, not bad shit. I like it. This next one is a classical guitar cover. Of course. 
Max loves acoustic guitars. How can you not love this? No, this is great. Impressive. Who is this guy? His name is Lucas Brar. I like him. Luke, good job, man. He's got about 350,000 views. Give him some more. I should mention that we post all of these clips on creditscorepodcast.com. They're in our Apple's yeah. uh, podcast notes. So you can watch all of these. Yeah, go go click and give these some views. So far, they're, they've all been really great, especially that Kalimba. This is, oh, my this God. This next one <laughs> was one that was made for Halloween. Gary, tell me what you see on the screen here. Uh, I see a very scary person in like a Sting white, uh, Sting the Wrestler, white makeup face. Yeah, not, not Sting yeah, from not, the police. Yeah. <laughs> and he has like a uh, powdered wig on and some sort of weird shawl. And he's got an electric guitar. And a very scary background. Like, There's like an axe in the background. He, he looks like, like he's a dog at the, catchers. Like uh, yeah, yeah. It's very weird. It reminds me of that. It reminds me of that basement where the uh, captive was being held on the uh, King of Queens theme song. Oh yes, this is probably <laughs> the guy's basement, or this was the guy that owned that. basement. Or it could be a side room in the tales from the crypt house too. It's very scary. I feel right. like this is you would hear this at like if you went to go see like uh early Guns N' Roses and they were I, just like vamping. I, I, I was thinking I was thinking Slash, but yeah. what I was specifically thinking of like you go to like a reunion show for Guns N' Roses around the holidays or like around and they they would bust us out. Is this a holiday song? I, I, I don't think it is, but it just isn't. classical music in general always gives me that vibe of like winter. Like yeah. especially something like this. Or weddings. Because I was thinking like the nutcracker. Yeah, or like yeah. weddings too. So anyways, that's what I would think. And yeah, he'd just be like riff. He'd just riffing a little bit. Like Slash would be like, "Boo!" They'd put the light on him. And this is the last cover I have for you. This is just an electronic remix, a little bit different than the trap remix. <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot that uh, Chopin's first name was Frederic. 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 With the accents over the E's. <laughs> I feel like you hear this on like a Sonic the Hedgehog level. I like it. Yeah. I like it, yeah. Can you see Sonic running through some rings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I anyway, like those are all the covers I have for nice. you, Gary, but I have one more little treat that okay. I found. Oh, here we go. This does not have to do with Bad Santa. This does not have to do with uh, Chopin. Okay. This has to do with Billy Bob Thornton and the I voice like we've been doing. Okay. Sling Blade? Yes. This is... <laughs> A guy doing a great Sling Blade impression. Please go look at... If you know Sling Blade, please go watch this where we post it, like we said. Um, he's dressed like Carl from Sling Blade. Yep. He's sitting in front of a Christmas tree in like a Christmas home. Uh-huh. And the title and of the video is called The Little Green Feller. The Little Green Feller because he is doing... He's reciting the Grinch as Billy Bob nice. Thornton's character in Sling nice. Blade. Let's listen to a little bit of this. Many layers to this one. I like it. Once upon a time... Quite dumb spell ago. <laughs> this guy has all like the ticks yeah, and stuff that that character has down. It's it's incredible. This little green fella. He lived out yonder in Whoville. Mm. <laughs> I love this. And them Who's, they love Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't reckon that little green fella cared too much for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some folks said that his heart was three or four times smaller than the other people. 
Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right we, we, we get the point. But, but I, you gotta I, watch I, I want to watch thing. more of that. That's it's so good. Really good. All right, yeah. that's awesome. I, I'm gonna give that guy a ten. Uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Yeah, so, yeah, gonna... yeah. This is the part where we score the opening credits. You give this guy I, I a did, ten. I give the little green feller uh, sling blade style a ten. But, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. For those for the uninitiated uh, who are maybe just tuning in for the first time this holiday season, because we didn't we didn't start until uh, 2019 began. So this is our first Christmas season of Credit Store. We, we, we rate on a t- uh, 1 to 10 key drips. Yes. We don't know what key drips are. We don't care what key drips We're are. We're 40 episodes in. We still don't know. We still we don't We apologize care. to key drips everywhere, but we don't care. That's true. Um, but it's pretty easy. 1 to 10. And I'm going to go first. Uh-huh. And I'm going to give this a very merry eight and a half key drips. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think it's my. I think it's. I think it's fitting because I, I. As I talked to you earlier, it's a different vibe of Christmas. Different vibe of opening credits. There's some opening monologues, but but for a comedy to open with like a, a classical song and give you this Christmas vibe, and then totally just flip it and turn it on its head with a Billy Bob Thornton monologue. It's just it's unique to me. I really like it. And eight and a half key drips for me. For, um, for Mary Dare. I am almost there with okay, you. Okay. I am going to give it an eight, mm. Mary Key Grips. Very Mary. Uh very Jewish <laughs> key grips. Um You will never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, probably I was, best to stop. I was about talking. ready to make a, a joke to my fellow Jewish buddy here, but uh, we'll save it for off. Yeah, 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 yeah. For maybe later. <laughs> I, I want to give it credit for. It's hard to like. I think with Christmas songs and Christmas movies, it's hard to end up in kind of like the pack of Christmas movies you watch every year. But yeah. this is one of them I watch every year. Yeah, I try yeah. to at least because yeah. it's so enjoyable. I'm going to add fun. it to my list. This yeah, year. yeah. Um, but those has, it has nothing to do with the opening credits. But the opening credits are great. Like I love the slow intro. I love how like it looks like a normal Christmas movie, and mm-hmm. then immediately you start hearing this monologue. Exactly. Billy Bob Thornton is just perfect in it. Um, and I love the title card. I love the ending. It it nails it. Yeah. yeah. If if you took one image, that image tells you what the movie is about. It, it's just it's it really perfect. sums it up. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For so sure. I give it an eight, which is high. That's good. I would say to your eight. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that credit score. You gave it. Uh, so anyway, so eight for you, eight and a half key drips for me. That gives Bad Santa opening credits, a final credits store score of 8.25 key drips. Not too shabby. Very for, festive, for, if you ask for me. For Bad Santa. Very festive. Yeah. Very good for Bad Santa, I would yeah. say. All right, man, that's it. Um, to our fans, we have a, we're hopefully have a couple more, at least one more Christmas episode yeah. coming uh, up. Gary's life is a little bit... Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's in disarray. Yeah. I, I'm not quite at bad Santa levels, but uh, I, I'm there as far as stress this holiday season. Can't you but. say, hey, Alexa, watch my kid? I've tried that, actually. Oh, it, it, work? it works for <laughs> by 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she gets into the garbage can or something. You know, she's got... She, she's a real rascal, my daughter. Uh, <laughs> Gary forgot to mention that he's, he's raising a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, raccoons are cute, but I think my daughter's a little cuter. Um, anyways, so thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you all have a great holiday season and with your family and friends and loved ones and everything is going way better for you than it is for old Willie here in, in these bad Santa credits. Yeah. And that uh, we have one more at least coming for you. And then after the new year, we'll try to get back into the groove. So Yeah, get you some, some more uh, 
what you need. Yeah, little, what, what you need. Yeah, y- yeah. This is I little, think everyone, everyone's New Year's wish is for, uh, for a more, 2020 full of credit score episodes. Absolutely. I've, yeah. I've, I've had people say that to me on the street recently, actually. Just, yeah? Yeah. Just tap you on the shoulder? Yeah, I was going by like a, a Salvation Army uh, ra- bell ringer. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, hey, my, my man, Mary Derry from Credit Store. Yeah, I was give like, me some you money. Know my, how did you know that's my holiday name on the podcast? <laughs> he, he just knew. Yeah. So I slipped him a 10. Well, I mean, I slipped the Salvation Army bucket a 10. Pretty good, right? Yeah, except I, I, I don't think they really do good stuff with that money. Oh, is that? Are they bad? Now? Are they canceled? I think so. yeah, oh, okay, yeah. they're canceled. You okay. ruined it. My bad. My bad. I, did I say it was Salvation Army? I meant it was something else. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I meant it was one of those good. It was. Those uh, good it was charities. Bell Ringers for saving the whales or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. On that uh, note, Dairy Mary Dairy Dudak, out of here. Let's let the little green feller take yes, him out, please. But anyhow, I can. He decided. That he was gonna make a present for this pretty little old gal, Mary Lou. She was a who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a who.